0: Welcome to season two of the Awareness Podcast. There will be a new episode every Friday from one of our four resident hosts and their guests. Tune in for Conversations in Truth with Bill Free, Living and Not Knowing with Jenny Beale, Tools for Awakening with Cindy Krupp, and Living an Awakened Life with me, Susan Telfart.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Awareness Podcast, Tools for Awakening. This is Cindy, and I'm Rana. <laughs> and we're here for the fourth episode of our Tools for Awakening. And um, to say um, that I feel blessed. To be playing this game and to be hanging out with Rana and all of you is an understatement. Um and the other thing before we even begin um on this episode's topic of gentleness is just acknowledging that we teach to learn that there's really no separation between me and another other than the beliefs and um these episodes have definitely been um hmm, rising my con- raising my consciousness that's the word i've been um i'm just so grateful for the opportunity to explore um these tools with rana and with you and i just want to say thank you to all of us who are saying yes to this work who are feeling some sort of inner stirring, that there is an opportunity here and now to soften, to open, to um, have a new experience with the truth of who and what we are. So thank you. Thank you, Rana. Do you wanna say anything before we get this
2: started? Sure. I just want to thank everybody for being with us. And I too, I'm just feeling so blessed to have this opportunity to go through these tools. And, you know, every time we put something together like this or go through some tools or steps, it's always exactly what I need at this given moment. And so I hope people are taking advantage of of practicing, putting these into practice. And if for some reason you didn't hear um the previous three tools just i encourage you to go back and and listen and because uh Cindy and i are uh building a nice framework here to uh to awaken to awaken to what we truly are so
1: thank yeah. you yeah and we're very purposely keeping um keeping these podcasts on the shorter side and and really focused um so feel free to listen to them more than once you know each one of these topics and if we want to go through them real quick um we began with honesty and i just got chills <laughs> moving in and out of my body um because even very recently i recognized that when I'm listening to all the mind chatter and the memory the memories of who I am and where I'm going and what other people think and all the stories that happen in my mind, one of the things that I've noticed is how often I lie to myself um, about what I like, what I don't like. So um our first we began with honesty, this willingness to let no secrets be hid, right? This willingness to lay it all on the table and recognize where our blocks to love's presence, where our blocks to living as the truth of what we are um, really are. And that really does require stepping away from everything we thought we knew. interrupt me anytime ron is there anything you want to say about that
2: sure i'd just love to add that that practice has helped me so much to be able to recognize when i'm not practicing the truth of what i am i can viscerally feel myself out of alignment and uncomfortable and so that my body has actually become a bit of a signal for me to to indicate oh there's something amiss here and so. just looking at those questions about, am I being honest, has been so helpful.
1: And then we moved in the, in the second episode, we talked about trust. And what's so cool is it's really, oh, we did the pause second.
2: Yes, we did.
1: Ah. Huh. Okay. I'm going to take a pause. Pause. So... <laughs> In the second episode, we talked about the pause and the importance of creating space between thoughts and actions, between emotions and trying to fix them, between stories. Um, um, I I quote my friend Wynne a lot, you know, because this is... Um, the way she put it, this is just about the most powerful spiritual practice there is and the hardest of all to get a handle on. This doing nothing, this sitting and just being and pausing uh, often throughout our day.
2: Yeah, I've got to, pause. once I notice that I'm not being honest in that moment, I've got to pause and let go of that story stop the mind chatter, no judgment, no explanation, be still. And our friend is correct. That is not easy when everything seems to be going on around me at a very fast pace. But I've also found that the more I practice that pause, the easier it becomes no matter what the circumstances going on around then trust yes yes <laughs>
1: and here's what i am inspired to point to is that we're always putting our trust and faith in something right and and so when we review trust it's really pointing to the fact that we can consciously Choose to withdraw our trust and faith in Murphy's Law. If something will go wrong, it will, or, or trust in the fact that we are limited beings and fears are every day. And I don't know how many times I've heard it in my mind and through my friends. Well, that's just the way I am. Mm -hmm. And, and that's just who I am. And having trust basically in our story or the power of sitting back and placing our trust in the benevolence of the universe, right? Placing our trust in the Tao or or whatever you want. We can practice it until it becomes a habit, knowing that all is well. And that changes everything about how we experience um, the present moment. When we know essentially if things around us seem to be falling apart, then that's temporary, and we can place our trust in the fact that there is a plan and a and a being in a space of knowing that um, all discomfort is temporary.
2: Yes, I feel like in in this trust part, there's a real letting go. You know, there's a real just pulling back and allowing everything to be as it is, knowing everything is perfect and all is well. And I guess it's that old saying, I need do nothing. Just, you know, trust that there's a loving presence that that really is working all this out for the highest good.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, just as I fully immerse myself more and more into this practice, This trust also means trusting that more than trusting, quote unquote, yourself. Stepping into these experiences of going, oh, this body hurts. Oh, this body's afraid. Oh, I, you know, there's a sense of knowing that something horrible is going to happen. And I could have spent the better part of 60 years believing all of those visceral, physical, emotional, mental responses to the world. This work, um, at the rate that it works for us, is inviting us to no longer trust that. All of that is um, really just a programmed response. And as we withdraw and say, no, 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 I live in a benevolent universe. And even though my whole system feels as if the world is falling apart, I'm going to step back and just sort of watch that and the more i practice that the more my negative or fear-based response to the world just weakens yes. weakens and and even when it attempts to get big and mighty and loud i I've, I've been known to laugh at it and then it just sort of with smoke and mirrors so there's that
2: it's so beautiful that we have that choice. You know, I'm I'm convinced that the first thought that comes in my my personal body-mind is wrong. <laughs> it it just is. It's, you know, and, and I can laugh at that now today. You know, oh, there it goes again, you know, first thought, wrong thought. And then I can make that choice to to do these things, you know, get back in alignment, take a pause. Trust in this beautiful, loving presence and make that choice. I choose to believe this is good I, and love and, and, and exactly what it's supposed to be.
1: And that brings us up to now and our topic, uh, which is gentleness. Don't you just love that word?
2: I'm growing to love that word. You know, I've always been a tough tomboy and these teachings are are challenging that that identity that I've carried for a long time. You know, words like innocence and gentleness and like, you know, I've really had to make that conscious choice to allow my heart to be open to these and I'm just getting beautiful results from it. But I must be honest to let you know that these are these are new for me.
1: They they get easier. So um, the first thing, I really sat with this and waited for guidance. Um, What is most useful, right, in this moment? And if you accept just this one sentence that I have on my page now, um, everything sort of shifts. This path is not designed to be hard. Um, choosing, choosing to uh, become more conscious, choosing truth, choosing to know yourself, choosing to let go of old programming, and and doing the work and being present to allow um, consciousness to rise in you. There's so many different ways these words, um, people talk about this, but that choice to step onto the spiritual path, by whatever name you call it, it's not designed to be hard. In fact, um, if you're if you're discovering that it's a real struggle and it's really hard. It it, it it may be because the part of your mind that is insisting that you fail has been put in charge it may be the picture um, that comes to me is one of attempting to push open a door that needs to be pulled yeah. so if you're finding it really really hard or even hard, um, it may be um, because um, you're looking in the wrong direction. So that's the first thing. Um,
2: yeah. If I can add here, I, I in the beginning, I noticed that I wanted to know how this works and why this works. Why do these teachings do what they do? And that might be a a block for some of us. Um, I think I had to lay aside my thinking about it so much. And again, it's about that trust that I am being led to teachers and practices that will do what needs to be done without me understanding it intellectually.
1: The other part of this is a belief somewhere in my mind, it's weakening. Um, when I find it, it's hidden, you know, and when it pops up, I look at it and smile, and just wrap it in this energy. But there's this belief that many of us hold that we have to give up something that we want in order to um, know who we are. And um, it's not true. It's not true. Um, if you're a Course of Miracles student, uh, Lesson 101 states quite clearly God's will for us is Perfect happiness 102 is I share God's will for happiness for me. And if you know Lisa Natoli, she and I laugh because for the longest time she said less than 100. I think it's 100 was our favorite, you know, um, my only function, you know, it goes right in there. How do we serve God? How do How do we allow for this truth to fill us? And even in A Course in Miracles and it's non-dual language and all that other stuff clearly states that the way we serve God is through our happiness and joy. Um, so this thought in the mind that says that in order to know truth, serve truth, we have to sacrifice um, and struggle. It's not true. It's actually the opposite. And oftentimes when the mind says you don't want to do your spiritual practice or so you don't want to pause, you, what you want to do is watch this television show or eat this gallon of ice cream or, you know, eat the chips and prove to the world that you could do whatever you want to do. And you sit back or argue or justify justify your smallness. Um, I've noticed that in my mind a lot too. How dare they say X, Y, and Z? And if only the world out there would treat me differently, then I could be happy. All of those kind of defense, internal defense mechanisms and um, ego preservation strategies, none of them make us happy. None of them are what we truly want. And so the belief inside of us that this path is a sacrifice is one of the biggest lies. Just putting it out there, wondering how it lands. How does it land with you, Rana?
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, if if I think it's hard, then I'm trying too hard. I'm efforting the personal self. And then that's just something else I can bring. Into that pause is just to notice that too. You know, oh, I think I should be further along than I am, or I'm not getting it. However, I was assured in the beginning that if I had happened upon one of these podcasts or signed up for a gathering somewhere and with like minded people, that that was not a coincidence. We talked about the invitation, you know, this is, this is all happening because I'm being called to awaken and you're being called to awaken. So don't judge yourself about that, which leads right into your gentleness. Yeah.
1: yeah. The next thing um, to bring up, and I'm feeling very soft <laughs> in this moment and, And so grateful. And I know it came up probably, I bet you anything, I haven't gone back and listened, but I think it comes back um, over and over and over again. um, Whenever I share these teachings, is um, the best place to be in this moment right now is right where you are. not pretending that you're further along or stating that all is well when your insides are like flipping out, um, denial or, uh, pretend or any of those things. It's not useful. And it actually creates suffering, creates a sense of pain that isn't required. Um, So when you relax into exactly where you are and you uh, say yes to the learnings and uh, the opportunities that are given to you right where you are, then number one, it becomes a lot more fun. It's gentle. Number two, you, um, you move along this path or whatever you want to call this undoing or uh, I'm being very careful because the words, they, they're, the meanings of these words keep changing in my space as I look at them differently. So it's not, uh, I'm inviting everyone to sink underneath the words to how they're landing with you. And if you're finding a resistance and you want to argue about the details, then sink below that and just take what's useful for you. The picture in my head right now, when I think about gentleness and where I am, it's like being a kindergartner who's got it in their head that it's time to learn calculus. Like that—that that is a recipe for disaster, right? And suffering and pain and struggle. If you're in kindergarten, and you just decide to fully fall in love with kindergarten, then man, you just soak up the learning, you soak up the understanding. And and somehow, because linear time is is part of the illusion, the fantasy. I don't even know how it works. Um, but when you fully immerse yourself in being a kindergartner and soaking it all up then somehow you just know your numbers and then you know how to add and subtract and you move from there to division and algebra and trigonometry. And before you know it, you become that calculus whiz. But uh, not before you learn that one plus one equals two. And, and that equates to whatever is going on in your life right now. If you know whatever, whatever you find yourself in right now is, is um, the ideal space for you to arise in consciousness. And you stop resisting it. And you embrace it and you allow it to shift you and change you and teach you and undo you, mm-hmm. then it's enjoyable and gentle and open.
2: Yes. When I uh, ha- recognize that I have that desire to know my true self, all these things, all these worldly things become opportunities for sure. I'm really seeing that now that nothing is wasted and anything I think is a problem is just really an opportunity to root back into these teachings and this beautiful space of love. And, um, and I'm grateful to say today that my, my insides match my outsides. You know, I'm not like one of those ducks, you know, they look like they're gliding on the water. So, but underneath, those feet are doing that, you know. And um, there's no more hurry up and wait.
1: So nice. Yeah, it's been coming up for me a lot, just because you said that word, the different be- difference between watching and waiting. So the next time you find yourself in a position where you're waiting for something to happen, it's a lot more fun to sink into watching your experience in the present moment. I'll leave that for another day to go into more detail, but Um, the next thing on this list, it's um, is an assignment. I don't know, Ronna, have we ever given an assignment one of these podcasts before?
2: I don't think so. I mean, we've encouraged people to to uh, try the practices as we've we've explained them, but not an actual excitement. Are you excited? I'm so excited! It'll make me come back next time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is um, in in all the great traditions. Truth continually points to the fact that the world we see reflects our mind and that um, there is nothing that we're seeing or experiencing, including other people that are outside of who we are in truth. The course, of course miracles teaches that to give and to receive are one in truth. Right. And so um, when we, see others, especially those in our lives that we have judgments and opinions about. They are actually a perfect place to practice, um, internally, mostly like all the, the real teachings occur in what's going on in our mind and in our space. So if there is, I'm inviting you all to just take a breath, you two run and sink in and, um, allow a face a picture of someone in your life and if it's a politician or someone you don't that's fine too but someone um in whom you have some sort of internal exchange with you have judgments around you you uh, wish they were different either harshly <laughs> or more gently but you know, even your children or your parents or people that you are worried about, that counts too. Do you know, worry is a form of attack. I don't know if you realize that, but if you are continuously worrying about another, you are attacking them with your mind. So that's, that's a, that's a good one. If, if the person that is coming to your awareness is someone that you say i love so much and i'm worried about them and if only they would do life differently so that they could be happy that works too um so there's somebody in your in your experience that comes to your mind and and you could do multiple people if you want but you know that may for the purposes of what we're doing here that could potentially dilute the the ego preservation strategy of of diluting these practices sometimes limits the power. If you, if you do just one of these practices very, very, very well, um, a whole kind of sense of a me and other could just collapse. So, for the purposes of what we're doing here, just pick one. And then the idea is to simply soften around your story about them. There's no invitation here to extend love or to write, you know, all of those practices are really, really valuable. Um, but this practice is one of gentleness. So the invitation literally is just to notice your thoughts about them notice when they come up in your awareness notice if it's fear thoughts or judgment thoughts or inner attack or defense thoughts they're showing up mm-hmm. notice your physical response when you're in their presence or you're planning to be in your presence awareness alone is the greatest cure right so the more you're simply aware of your inner response actually the more it begins to shift but then once you notice all that it's almost like you want to put a cloud around it all you want the the invitation is simply to relax around and soften around without trying to change your response but the thing is as you sink into all of these teachings You'll now never not know that to give and to receive are one in truth, and that you're seeing a reflection of your inner space when you're watching yourself respond to the world out there, even though it feels so real. It feels like it's not you, and it feels like you keep sinking into the same pothole over and over again. That's all fine. When you notice, relax and soften around it. That's
2: it. Relax and soften. Um, What a beautiful pointing, Cindy. If I can add, as you were describing the softening, I would um, point us to feeling how your heart space feels when you're thinking about this person. This has become a, a really good indicator and signal for me When I just do just a little check in that space, um, does it feel tight and constricted? And that sort of gives me a, a way of feeling a softness. You know, I know exactly what that constriction feels like. Can I breathe into that and notice that and soften around that and then just feel a little bit of expansiveness there? Um and as we're speaking right now, I'm I'm doing that with my person. And so it feels feels like so much more love than conflict.
1: Here's the other thing, and I know this, this is valuable for someone because the hair on my arms just went. Whoop. <laughs> um the pause, patience for yourself. Um if you say yes to this assignment is critical. Um, It may be that you have spent 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years or more um, with one sort of view of the world. Um, We are now changing that addiction (laughs) to protecting yourself, addiction to knowing that the world is a harsh place and that this path is a struggle. We're choosing to um, heal that and be uh, more honest and open and experience the truth. That may happen quickly or it may happen slowly as we uh, practice. But in the meantime, our conditioned response may continue and may actually increase at times. And there may be a voice in your head that simply says, well, this isn't working, and you drop it. You go uh, try something else. That is another ego preservation strategy. Um, this practice will work. Trust. 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 <laughs> trust. Trust that causing being gentle with yourself are relaxing around stories that you have about others is working every time you do it and so commit to doing it as often as you remember mm-hmm. and let go of looking for immediate results yes it will serve you letting go of looking for immediate results is the same as a kindergarten choosing to love 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 kindergarten and letting go of the thoughts of learning calculus—it's the same thing. Absolutely, just immerse yourself in 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 today, in this moment, in what's going on right now, and relax around your stories, or relax around any of the thoughts or your responses to attack or defend or or hold on tight to this feeling of being a victim or holding on tight to this feeling that you can't, you know, let all those things come up in this practice as it relates to another, or even yourself, if that's what's come up and just soften around it. That's all. And uh, know that we're here. It's so cool. Chances. Well, I don't know if you're listening and you know who we are, you don't know who we are. If you know who we are, because <laughs> if you know us then one of the things that you know about both ron and i is that if you reach out and say hi thank you and i'm struggling or whatever then we're really accessible agreed
2: absolutely yes yes contact us
1: if you uh don't know who we are then consider trusting and giving it a shot if you're inspired to reach out to learn more or or to be connected or to be part of the communities that we're a part of. You're going to find them open and warm and welcoming and inviting um, as we're all walking ourselves home, as they say. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there more, Rana?
2: I don't think so. You have said so much, and I think that you've given us some pointers to practice, and you know, just try it. This is available to anyone.
1: Oh yeah! If you're listening, then this is for you. Yes. There you go. So I, um, the only thing that's left is that I love us very much. I'm feeling so blessed and grateful to spend this time with you. Um Thank you uh, for taking the time to connect with the Tools to Awakening podcast with Ron and I and to all of the awareness podcasts. We have quite a library right now. So please, you know, feel free wherever you're listening. I'm sure there's access to all the other podcasts, future and present, past. So, so dip your feet in all of them. Enjoy. And until next time, I love us.
2: I love us too. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Awareness Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you receive a notification each time a new episode is released. Join me next Friday for Living an Awakened Life with my guest Isaira in an episode entitled We Are One Not Number One What Indigenous Wisdom Brings to Awakening. The Awareness Podcast is brought to you by the Teachers of God Foundation in association with Pure Presence Conferences.